At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Uh, welcome into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. Frank Schwab, senior NFL writer and betting analyst for Yahoo Sports, is going to join us in 30 minutes. I want to ask him some NFL-related questions coming up about who he sees as possible upset candidates to win divisions that aren't the favorite in their divisions. And I also want to ask him about how concerned should I be with my Milwaukee Brewers ticket and what what's wrong with Josh Hader? Because if, if he's not going to be back, they're in big trouble in the Central. The Mariners did not want the All-Star break. Josh Hader couldn't wait for the All-Star yeah, break. He said that right, 14 in a row. Yeah. Uh, 10 of their next 13 against Houston and the Yankees. So We'll find we'll, out. We'll, we'll find out, but they have a really easy September schedule. So if they can get through this next stretch, yeah. even if they play 500 ball, go 6-7, and seven, I, think, I think they're in great shape. Amal, let's start there with baseball. The All-Star game last night. All the big bets here were all in the National League. Minus 110, plus 180 on the run line. Started out well. Got the McClanahan. They're contact hitters, but then uh, Tony Gonsolin comes to the rescue in the top of the fourth, <laughs> and the American League wins 3-2. to two. Amal, 18 half innings played, only two featured runs. Game goes under in the ninth straight win for the American League. Wow, I didn't realize the ninth straight <laughs> win for the AL. I don't understand why the money was coming on the NL. I just think it's difficult to bet one of these exhibition scenarios. Stanton getting the MVP didn't come as much of a surprise with the two RBI. I remember him being a Southern California guy. Uh, instead yeah, of grew up, grew up near Dodger Stadium. Stadium yeah, and uh, instead of Buxton, there. That so. was an O2 pitch. I didn't see it. He he throws a slider that goes into the left-handed batter's box, and Stanton misses. Then he fouls off a high fastball. I don't know how. And then he fouled off. I don't know how you can throw a fastball middle in there in that spot. O2. You've got to go away break, away break with him. You know, and if he muscles one out to right, so be it. Yeah, I would he agree. He crushed that ball. <laughs> Uh, and then Buxton hits a pitch at his shoulders for a home run. They go back-to-back, back, and that was it for the scoring. I saw the uh, postgame said it was like some 820 feet combined, the two shots. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm surprised it wasn't closer to 900. Oh, wow. uh, it, it was closer, Britain says. <laughs> Clace, the, the closer for uh, the Indians, mm-hmm. comes in. They get him, or the Guardians, they get him the ninth, throwing 100 with that, with that movement. Unbelievable. Strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. And the American League moves on. I did... You know, I had a middle setup on four, on three and four in the first five. Of course, Gonsolin ruined that. And then I had a middle setup on seven, eight, and nine for the game. Couldn't get any more runs. So f- for me, it was much ado about nothing. A couple of good <laughs> spots, but didn't so, get there. So hold on a second here. 
We have a group text, you, Britton, and I. Mm -hmm. And Britton asked us if we wagered on the home run derby. And I said, no, I don't bet on exhibitions. Mm -hmm. So you get involved in this exhibition today? Yeah, well, I'm middling. I'm getting involved uh, in enough, trying to middle enough, a total. Okay, all right, I'm not betting enough. the side. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm like, our, our friend E had under three and a half home runs, minus 190. There were three home runs in the top of the, top of the fourth, but he got there. <laughs> I don't know. I just couldn't bet any of these plays with any kind of confidence. I, I think it's so hard to gauge, um, you know, which guy. You have so many pitchers going through the rotation on both sides. I don't know who's going to come out and be effective. Otani singled to lead off the game against Kershaw, walked his next time up. I think if he would have pitched an inning late and given up no runs, he might have had consider serious consideration for the MVP of the game. I, I would agree with you, but I think Stanton with the two-run bomb becomes yeah. – it's the one person who makes the uh, – you know, gets that homer if it's it, – It turned the game. Single, it was 2 yeah. nothing rolling yeah. along. Um but I was surprised he didn't pitch an inning, although he would have been not a Wednesday. It, was, it would have been a Tuesday. But I guess he's going to start Friday for the Angels when they come back. So it'll be Friday night lights, Otani, the rest of the year going on that seven-day Who Who's he pitching against Friday night? I, have you seen, I, I haven't looked yet. I, the, I, I, have I just know the Guardians up. and the um, big series. Big White Sox have a huge series. I feel like one of those teams, you're going to get an idea if you're looking at betting the futures in the AL Central – uh, as to who's going to be there. One of these teams, I think if they were to lose three out of four, could be in serious trouble because there's a doubleheader on Sunday. Big I mean, Saturday. Sorry. Big Sandy didn't get the start. They gave it to Kershaw, Lifetime yeah. Achievement Award, but came in and was dominant in the second inning. And he threw 12 pitches, struck out two. I don't know two. why you're complaining. 93, they gave the Lifetime Achievement Award to Bobby Bowden. 94, they gave it to Tom Osborne. Yeah, I just thought the kid deserved to start the game for the first half he's had. I, I, I don't Clayton disagree. Clayton Kershaw's a three-time Cy Young winner. He's had a chance to fail in the playoff many times. <laughs> And, he, and he's probably going to be the game one starter in whatever series they are in this year. I'm telling you right now, Tony Gonsolin is not as good as you all think he is. I've only said that since I go back I, I to this. I got the text on cue. Gonsolin blows up for the National League. <laughs> Who couldn't have predicted this? I, that wasn't sent by me, by no, the way. No, it was not. Uh, yeah, I'm just it was saying. By mutual I, acquaintance. I was, yeah, I know. I was not watching the game, so I couldn't tell you. Okay, tennis going on around the world. Yeah. I got involved this morning. Not sure if you did. Uh, but we talked a little bit yesterday about the, the women's event in Palermo. A couple of matches to preview here, Amal. Uh, Leola Jinjin, or do you say Jean Jean, uh, against Sarah Cerebus Tormo. Cerebus Tormo, a $4 favorite here, Amal. On, on clay, Sarah Cerebus Tormo is going to mm -hmm. roll here. Um, this, this should be an easy one in Palermo. I think they should be just getting underway in a minute or two here. Shuizang uh, uh, going up against Jasmine Paulini. No, pa uh, uh, Zhang has withdrawn. So this is a walkover. Yeah, Paolini's got a walkover. All right, let's go to the men's side in Hamburg. Uh, Lorenzo Musetti taking on Emil Roussevori. Yeah, right now uh, Musetti up a break, but facing a break point, and he's up a set. So if you're looking at an in play here, you might have an opportunity to come back on this one. Musetti was the favorite in this one around $1.75, $1.80, depending on where you look at it. Mike, I think there's some great opportunities in these smaller tournaments to make money. Um, you know, today we saw it. Uh, Saznovic uh, against uh, Krunic was just a pick em price. I think there's always opportunities if you look at some of these smaller tournaments. Now, it'll get more interesting because we still have Cincinnati coming up, uh, Montreal on the women's side, Toronto on the men's side, uh, ATP 1000, WTA 1000 uh, tournaments in August, DC next week for both uh, men's and women's. Finally, another match. I'm not sure if this is underway. Dominic Team against Federico Del Bonas. Team was a $2 favorite going into the match. It's going to go tomorrow. Uh, Rain and uh, Gestad in Switzerland. Switzerland. The, the first match was delayed four different times. Yeah, between uh, RBA. Agut, yeah, Agut, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's serving to stay alive in that match yeah. down a set. But uh, yeah, they came out. They were 5 5 in the second set. They come out to play. One game well, gets played, and then they go to Rain. Well, they were 2 3 in the second. Yeah. Then they got to 5 5, and yeah. now Five, six, and another delay. Yeah, exactly. So everything moved to tomorrow. All right, we had a good talk yesterday about week one college football yeah. lines and where if you thought the number was wild or right and then where you think it's going to close. We left off with Cincinnati and Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, here's a re, uh, Pacific Northwest matchup. Boise State is going to be uh, at Oregon State in week number one uh, in Corvallis. Oregon State, a four-point favorite here in Mall. Total 59.5. Is four wild or right? Is the total 59.5? too high and where does this number close uh so britain normally says if i say it's a one point differential less than seven it's less wild seven. Uh -huh. uh, i would say wow that's this line should have been three oregon state losing jefferson i'm not a big chance nolan guy at quarterback for the beavers uh it'll be interesting to see how this team performs boise state a lot of question marks for them they're not the same program they once were uh not a, tr a tremendous year for them I, look i still think oregon state wins this game i think they'll be a little bit more physical They'll figure out a way to uh, move the ball on the ground here, but I think it'll be a tight, competitive game. 
Um, I believe the number might come down a little bit here. I, I don't really see it going up. Oregon State, not the type of team you want to lay points with. And then you look at this total, uh, no opinion here. I think it's a little high. Uh, credit Mac Brown and the athletic department for scheduling App State and playing on the road here in their opener. UNC at App State. Yeah. Carolina, a three-point favorite on the road with a total of 57 them all. Yeah, give them, you're absolutely right. Give them a ton of credit. Now, they're going in-state, and I like the fact that the money's going to stay there in that mm-hmm. state playing in Boone. But i, I got to tell you, <laughs> this is not a game you want to open with if you're North Carolina. Appalachian State is very capable. Uh, Mountaineers not as good as they've been in the past. The problem is they're a little bit one two, uh, one-dimensional. Uh, they're going to try and run the ball. If Carolina can slow down the run, they could have a uh, easily effective game. Big question mark for UNC's quarterback play. Remember, uh, no Sam Howell back. He's in the NFL. But Micah Downs is a guy... Keep an eye out for. I think this should be a real. Should be a great season for him if the quarterback play can be consistent. Who's the best team in Sun Belt? Uh, well, Lafayette lost a ton of players going to Florida with Napier. Um, you point to App State by default, but um, I, I would say Coastal. Okay, uh, this was a game that got played in Memphis last year. Mississippi State oh. got uh, jobbed on a, a whistle on a punt where the ball was dead, they didn't blow the whistle and let Memphis return the punt. That really turned that game, and Mississippi State got upset. Now Memphis has to go to Starkville to open the season. This this number surprised me, though. Mississippi State, 16 and a total of 57. My, yeah, it is a big number, but my overused phrase for the summer and the season is going to be, them boys are in trouble. And let me tell you, the Memphis, Memphis Tigers are in trouble because – I'll tell you what, Will Rogers and company, I think in this game, revenge is going to be the first thing on their mind here. They they absolutely got jobbed in that game in Memphis They last were in control year. of that game. Yeah. I think, believe it was the late third quarter. A punt that's downed and nobody blows the whistle and they run it back. Oh, I think it was 92 yards of them all. I, I just look at this team. I don't think they've got the pieces that they had on the outside like with Calvin Austin. They don't have the running game they've had in the past. The quarterback play is lacking. I think Mississippi State wins this game comfortably. I will tell you, Mike, I would like uh, to look at a, a correlated play here between Mississippi State and the under. I know the total's high, but I think Memphis is going to struggle to move the ball against uh, this Mississippi State defense. Uh, Arizona goes to San Diego to take on SDSU. Yeah. Opening night, San Diego State, a five-and-a-half-point favorite, total of 49. I think the total is interesting, Amal. Um, I think the total's a little bit optimistic. Meaning high on high. this one, yeah. Well, how many do you think Arizona's going to score? Well, Arizona doesn't stop too many people. And if the Aztecs are ever going to move the ball, it's this time around. But I don't like Brady Hoke's team that much this year. I think they're going to be struggling at times offensively. Uh, Arizona and Jed Fish have done a nice job improving. I know they're not a competitive team, but they look like they had a little bit more spirit in what they were doing compared to in the past. But to me, I don't want to lay five and a half here. Um, question mark as to who's going to get the start here. Is it going to be Braxton Burmeister? Uh, I just don't like the Aztecs laying five and a half. From Ireland, the Big Ten opens its season. Northwestern in Nebraska. The Huskers a 12 and a half point favorite. 50 and a half of them all. Give me the Milecats plus 12 and a half. Uh, a few too many points here in terms of uh, Nebraska. I think Northwestern, they're not going to be a particularly strong team. Nebraska is going to be solid. But the question again, quarterback play, can they find consistency there? That's one thing you always look at when you're looking at this team. And for me, until we see it, can't back them, and I think that's going to be a real concern here. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is serving up big wins with our new weekly profit boost on all tennis wagers. Visit BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app every Wednesday to receive a 20% profit boost on any tennis wager. That's right. Log in every Wednesday and automatically receive a 20% profit boost. And now you can even live stream your favorite tennis players right from the Bet Rivers app. Heat up your summer with the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app. It's a whole new game. Amal, when we come back, we're going to do a new segment. We're going to play a guessing game. Which quarterback has the highest yards prop? Which receiver has the highest yards prop? And Britton Hassel keeps score. That's next on time. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought 
in that moment, oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. I don't know about you, but there have been times in life where I just needed to make a change. I knew I needed to make a change, but I just wasn't ready yet. I'm sure a lot of smokers and dippers out there can relate. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone of them all is on their own journey. So whenever you feel like you're ready to take the first step towards change, Zen will be there for you with the right strength, the right flavor at the right time. If you're thinking about making a change and want to learn more today, check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. This product does contain nicotine, which is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. Frank Schwab, our buddy from Yahoo Sports, senior NFL writer and betting analyst, going to join us in 15 minutes. Amal, I want to play this. We're going to talk some props in the NFL. We need to guess and rank the order of these different props. So we're going to start out with who has the highest season passing yards total. We'll say three quarterbacks, and then we need to rank them. Who's the highest, second highest, and lowest total? And see if we can get them correct. I don't know. You don't know. Our producer will reveal on the graphic uh, after we're done. So here's the three quarterbacks to consider. Passing yards. Derek Carr. Yep. Joe Burrow. Matthew Stafford. You get to go first on this one. We'll rotate who goes first. I'll give you the order. Burrow, Carr, and Stafford. Uh, I agree with Burrow first. Uh... Okay, I agree with your order. One, two, three. I would. Okay. I, I don't know if Stafford would be higher than, but definitely Burrow first. Can, can we reveal? Wow, Burrow's oh last. You'd be you'd be spurched car again. You'd be spurched car again yesterday. Uh, not really. I just brought that up with Jeff Erickson. Can Can we take the bet of who's going to have more passing yards now, between now, Burrow and now? Him? Now, to be honest here, it's fifty each, right? I mean, yeah. Derek Carr was the highest, so we're forty-five fifty. Uh, how much do we get deducted for the opposite order? Derek Carr, 55-50. Matthew Stafford, 5,500. And add a half yard to all these. And no. Joe Burrow, 44-50. 45-50 and 4,500 on the uh, Carr and Stafford. Yes, correct. So 50-50 to 50-50. to 50. Uh, I guess because the Raiders will run the ball the least of the three? I don't know. I like Josh Jacobs better than any of the other running backs, Joe Mixon or Akers or anybody else for the Rams. Hmm. Brown. Interesting. Okay. So would that 
lead you to want to go under the car total? No, not necessarily under, yeah. but I'm just I to me I would love to take Burrow in a in a head to head against uh I'm sure Carr. you can find some places, yeah. although maybe they're not all in the US. Uh hopefully there's matchups posted uh as we get know, closer as, yeah. as the season draws near. Okay. Um same question, different three quarterbacks. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Dakota Prescott, Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins. I have to go first, so I'll go Allen one. Mm. Prescott two, Cousins three. I would agree with no, no, no. I'm going You're Dak go Cous- one. Dak one. Dak one. Allen two. Kirk Cousins three. Oh wait, we agree on car on Cousins third. We will reveal the order, and it is Allen one. Yeah. I got it right. Yeah, nice job. Oh, so I get back to you. You got the 50 50 I, one here, by the way. This is really not fair. Kirk Cousins, come on. Well, we knew that. Yeah, we knew that. Was <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on, Britain. You give him a 50 50 prop out of three? Well, I just What is it? Well, this is like the three card Monty Hustle in these. New York City. The guy doesn't even know the game's rigged. Um, what do you think about uh, Prescott, particularly? Do you think the Dallas offense takes a step back this year? Uh, in terms of I, his wide receiver core. Yeah, you lose Amari Cooper, yeah. obviously. Uh, you got Gallup coming back. Uh, Are you, you big lose... on CeeDee Lamb? Not as high as everybody else's. I think he's good. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's as good as everybody else. Let's put it this way. I don't think he's as good as the other three guys to wear 88 in Dallas. Pearson, Irvin, oh, wow. and uh, uh, Des Bryant. I think they were all better than him. But Lamb could be pretty effective. And then you lose Cedric Wilson down in Miami. That could be a bit of a factor there. Who was the best of the three you mentioned? The best of the three 88s. It's not even close. Drew Pearson. <laughs> Michael Irvin, the playmaker. Yeah, Mike, come on. Michael Irvin was the leader of that team. Troy, Troy was the leader of that team. Michael Irvin was the, the spiritual leader of that team. Uh, m- listen, Michael cared about winning. Meanwhile, Emmett Smith was the MVP. No, the MVP was the offensive line and Larry Allen. When Emmett Smith Larry, set out, uh, they couldn't win. Remember when yeah, he had that's the contract? They went 0-2 to start hey, the season. I, uh, Eugene Parker made the greatest <laughs> poker play of all time, Emmett's agent. Mm-hmm. He sat out the yep. first two games. Yep. They go 0-2. 0-2 boom. And then, boom, <laughs> Jerry Jones agrees to pay Emmett. Ready for the next yeah. one? Oh, this is touchdowns now, not not yards. Touchdowns. You go first. Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert. Um, Mahomes, Herbert, Brady. Agree, disagree. Uh, I got to give Brady. I give Brady third. I okay. agree with Brady third. Uh, I'm going to switch it up from you. I'm going to go okay. Herbert first and Mahomes second. All right, what, what's our correct order? Herbert Brady. Well, we were wrong about Brady. I got number one right. I got, Mahomes is last. 36 and a half this. for Herbert, 35 and a half for Brady, and 34 and a half for Mahomes. What are they, big fan of Clyde Edwards Hilaire? Yeah, you're going to pound the ball. You yeah. know how Andy Reid likes to pound the ball inside the red zone. There's no question about <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, he likes he, to do is throw just passes did, he, short of the goal line he, with 10 seconds He just didn't believe Eli Apple would make the tackle one-on-one. Yeah, biggest I, play of I, Eli I, Apple's I, career. Might have been the biggest play of the playoffs Yeah, it really was, actually. Okay, uh, now I go first here. Passing touchdown total again. Uh, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I have no idea. Um, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, yeah, I'm gonna put Wilson last. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Rogers first and Josh Allen second. I, I agree with your order. Okay, so Rogers, Allen, Wilson. Are we right? Allen, Rogers, Wilson. We inverted, and and it's a big gap. It is actually they're tied for second. This was a trick question. Oh, oh there's shoes to the over on Rogers, so that's what separates them. Thirty-five and uh, that's a big difference of four 30, between the other two. Thirty-five and a half on Josh Allen, thirty-one Rogers for Rogers and Wilson. Matchup with uh, at a pick'em against uh, I would agree Russell Wilson. What do you think there? Yeah, I got to give Britain credit uh, creativity for this thing he came up with. But I'll well, tell you, the what, whole weekend miss- off doing nothing. So I mean, he had to come up with some segments. He flew to week. Maine. How? I mean, that was like an international flight. What a venue for a wedding, huh? <laughs> did he have to go through customs? <laughs> international <laughs> flight. Did he? Did he meet Jessica Fletcher? That's what I want to know. <laughs> All right, now we're we're switching over to Great the receivers. Murder, she wrote reference. Yeah, we're switching over. They go to Cabot Cove. We're switching over to the receivers. Receiving yards. Who has the highest? Here's your three: Stephon Diggs, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Oh God, um, I'm going to go with JJ from Minnesota first. Chase second, Diggs third. Uh, I'll reverse your top two, and I'll go Chase Jefferson Diggs. Okay, you probably got this right, Jefferson. You're right there, Chase. So you hit this one. 
Yeah, but I don't agree with Jefferson being 100 greater. So right now, Justin Jefferson's total receiving yards, 1,350 and a half. Jamar Chase, 1,250 and a half. Stephon Diggs, 1,200 and a half. I don't agree with Jefferson being 100 greater than Chase. I think Chase's run after catch already, outside of Tyreek Hill, uh, might be one of the top two. Would you take them in a matchup if I gave you plus 140 on Chase for receiving yards this year? I I would just simply based on the plus 140. Let's say both of them got hurt. Let's say both of them got hurt in week one. You win by default, right? (laughs) I mean, I I just think that Jamar Chase Chase has a better quarterback, too. Well, I I think that's a question, right? Yeah, and, and I think the fact that he had such success as a rookie. I think only uh, is going to help him improve next year. Okay, receiving yards again. I go first here. Oh, boy. A.J. Brown, uh, Deonta Johnson, and D.J. Moore. Mm, that's very tough for me. Uh, I pass. Um, repeat the guys again. Okay, A.J. Brown, uh-huh. Deontay Johnson, and D.J. Moore. I'll, I'll give an answer. <laughs> yeah, give me. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go in the opposite. I'll go Moore, Johnson, Brown. Um, I don't uh, know this. I couldn't even, I wouldn't bet a nickel. If you gave me 10 to one that I could get this, this order, right. And there's, there's only six combinations. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm going to go with your order here. Okay. I'm sure we're wrong. Uh, more, right. Uh, we inverted the second and third more at 1075 and a half. AJ Brown, 1025 and a half and Johnson, a thousand. I, I would have gotten this wrong if, if I'd known this was AJ Brown. I, w- I didn't. Oh. I didn't catch you say AJ Brown. I would have gone with him number one actually. Okay. So DJ Moore at one. This surprises me. You got Tannehill thrown to AJ Brown. You got DJ Moore. That's why I put him third. D- I'm sorry. That's right. He got traded. Right. 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 Where's he at now? Help me out. Atlanta. Where's- Where'd he go? Eagles. Oh, oh D- we got AJ Brown should be much, last. Much better quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> should be last. Jalen Hurts. Come uh, on. I completely forgot AJ Brown got traded in the offseason. Highest. Receiving touchdown, receiving touchdown, not yards total. This will be the last one we do. Tyreek Hill, DK Metcalf, Keenan Allen. Highest receiving touchdowns? Touchdowns. Receiving touchdowns. I'm going with uh, Keenan Allen, number one. Me too. Uh, I'm going with Tyreek Hill, two. Me too. I I agree with your order. And And then Metcalf, third. Metcalf and and Seattle, third. It is Hill, Allen, Metcalf. So we inverted the top two. Tariq Hill's eight and a half. Keenan Allen, seven and a half. DJ Metcalf, six and a half. I'll tell you one thing, though, I expect to see in Miami if they're smart and is a little pop pass that Kansas City uses Tyreek Hill by the goal line. Yeah. It's such an effective play because of his speed. It's and, almost impossible. And Tua can throw it that far. <laughs> that's that's the other great thing. It fits right into that, off, <laughs> right into that offense. It's a good line. That's a good line. Well, he's good throwing below, behind the line of scrimmage. He's, he's deadly, that is ac- true. He's deadly <laughs> accurate there. That's where he throws to and where he gets tackled. <laughs> All right, when we come back, our buddy Frank Schwab's going to explain what the heck's wrong with Josh Hader. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Want more betting insights to give you an edge? Of course you do. You're tuned into VSIN. Check out our Best Bets podcast. You can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24 7 stream of VSIN experts. Tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from sports posts here in Las Vegas and all across this great land of ours. Download the VEASAN Best Bets podcast now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw, and I tell you, it's not really fair to this guy, Frank Schwab, the senior NFL writer and betting analyst for Yahoo Sports, but this is a tough act to follow after two days of Jeff, Jeff Erickson. Welcome back, Frank. How are you? Doing good, doing good. How about you guys? We're, we're doing great. Um, I want to start out with the Milwaukee Brewers and the collapse, if there's a collapse of a player, a collapse of a pitcher, and I bet 400 on Hader two months ago to win Cy Young at, at 70 to one, some of it, 50 to one, some of it, and I was feeling pretty good. He hadn't given up an earned run. And then what what happened? His last three outings, he just got bombed, including the last game in, that he pitched in San Francisco. What's wrong with Hader? And are the Brewers not only in danger of losing the Central to the Cardinals, but of not making the NL playoffs? Of good good uh, Wednesday to you too, Mike. I appreciate that. I, I'm really excited to talk about the demise of my Milwaukee Brewers. But you know, with Hater, 
he does go through slumps where guys just inexplicably almost just start teeing off on him, just run into pitches. I do think he's hurt. I, I do. I, I just I even said early in the week before he gave up the six against the Giants, I texted my buddy and said, they got just IL him right now. You got the break. Devin Williams can close, get him right. And then he goes out and gives up six to the Giants and that absolutely crushing loss. I think he's going to be fine because I've seen him go through slumps like this. He's too good. It's not like he just forgot how to pitch, but I do wonder if something's really bothering him. Hopefully the break gets him right a little bit. Then when it comes to the division, look, I mean, I, I, I hate, I shouldn't bet on my favorite team, but I did. I have the Brewers win the central, got a pretty good number on it and I felt great about it. But now it's like, okay, well, Freddie Peralta goes down. That's a big part of what they are. They, this is a pitching first team because that lineup is bad. It's bad. Like, I mean, there's just no way about it. I went to Miller Park or whatever they're calling it now a few weeks ago, and you start looking at all the OPSs on the board, and I'm like, can any of these guys hit? Like, William Thomas is down about 210. Yelich is a shell of himself. Roddy Telez is way up and down. This is just not a good lineup. So you really need everything to line up. And when something like Hader happens where he's in a bad slump, it really goes bad. The Cardinals are a very good team. I, I don't know right now if the Brewers are going to win the division. I hope they do, but it's it's been so bad for them for the past month, and their offense, honestly, is the, the biggest concern I have because this team just can't hit that well. I, I would agree with you. This team can't hit to save their life. I like St. Louis to win this division. The one thing that bodes well, though, for the Milwaukee Brewers is when you look at the strength of schedule remaining, they have what amounts to the 22nd easiest schedule remaining in baseball, guys. That's why I think they make the postseason. But I still believe St. Louis, with the easiest remaining schedule, wins this one. And the one negative I'll say about Josh Hader is you can call it injury, call it whatever you want. You know something's wrong when you're giving up a home run to Joey Bart. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Trust me, I was on vacation in Mexico enjoying myself. Thought they had that game one. Checked my phone after the game. And I did a double take. Like, Is this a misprint? What? what? Yeah, yeah. It's It's not good right now for Milwaukee. I, you know, we were talking about this before you came on, Frank, uh, off air. We were saying I had under nine and a half. Mike had an under eight and a half in that game. And San Francisco's offense looked like they had dinner reservations down at the wharf and they had to hurry up before last seating. I did not think there was a chance when Hader came in, despite his troubles, guys, that he would go off the rail there. And it, it was a little bit surprising. I want to stay in the National League. want to go to the East. Um, I think, Mike, I don't remember what your opinion on this is, but I think the Mets are going to win this division here. Uh, how do you see this one playing out? Do you give the Braves the edge or do you go with the Metropolitans? I mean, I wonder if the pressure is going to get to the Mets. I mean, they were out to that huge lead and they probably felt pretty good about themselves. And all of a sudden, here come the Braves. They have been probably the best team in baseball or in the in the mix anyway with the Yankees and Dodgers for the past you know six weeks, eight weeks. It's been they've been really, really good. I, the one you know, the one wild card here, obviously, is Jacob DeGrom. Can he get right? Can he get back? Because when he's healthy, he's the best pitcher in baseball. I don't think there's any question about that. So I, I wonder. And, you know, I mean, we were talking off, you know, before we came on, and you mentioned the Phillies, and the Phillies are lurking. I mean, it, every year the, the Phillies are one of those teams that just has so much talent. You look at them and you're like, I, I get it. They're they're kind of a, a beer league softball team that can't play defense. But, man, I mean, if they can get Harper back and still be in the race, I know it's a it's a big mountain to climb, with, especially with those two really, really good teams in the East. I don't think they're dead. I don't think they're drawing dead yet. I'm not sure if Philly's going to win the division, but I don't think they're out of the mix yet. But, you know, I, I'd take the Braves right now, honestly. I just think they're playing so well. They've, you know, they have that pedigree. I think they had a little bit of a hangover in April into May a little bit, and, and they just have turned it on and played great baseball. Acuna's unbelievable, and he's back. They could pitch really well. The Braves do everything well, and I do think the Mets, look, the, the pressure's going to be there. It's New York. It's the Mets. They're going to feel that in the pennant race. Could you explain to Frank that he's holding the six of hearts when the board already has seven, eight, nine, ten on there, and the Jack or any other one beats him on that shred. The Philadelphia Phillies are going nowhere without Bryce Harper. The Philadelphia Phillies are going to make the playoffs. I think this is why you should make no bets. They're both plus $3. You can find a little over $3 some places, but you can get both plus $3 on the Brewers and the Padres. One of them is missing the playoffs. Look, the loser, when you talk about the three wild cards, the loser of the Mets and Braves battle, I believe the Phillies is the second one, and then it's either going to be San Francisco, San Diego, or the loser of the NL Central battle. I can see Milwaukee falling out of this thing. I don't think the Giants, the Giants' defense is horrendous. Forget about the airs, all the balls they don't get to that they call hits nowadays. They are <laughs> off. I feel bad for Rodon when he pitches. They're, they're so bad. Logan Webb, they're so bad behind him here. The Padres, outside of Musgrove, nobody's been a standout. Can Machado carry the team the whole year long? Bet both those teams at $3. One of them. 
One of them doesn't get you, there. You're saying the Brewers or the Padres. Right. One of them doesn't make the playoffs. Frank, do you agree? Because I have a dissenting opinion here. I, I I I can't disagree. Let's put it to you this way. And I think the Padres are way better than the Brewers. I, it pains me to say that. Maybe I'm just being a miserable fan. But the Padres, look, I know they choke every year. And part of it's because they live in San Diego. And hey, whatever. We live in San Diego. It's not that bad if we miss the playoffs because we'll walk out of our house and go to the beach. But I, they could do everything a little bit better than the Brewers. So if, yeah, if I'm picking one of those two teams, I'll say, yeah, Brewers probably going to miss the playoffs out of those if it's one of them. Okay. I'm going to ask you guys a couple of questions. Dodgers in, correct? Dodgers win the West. Braves in. Braves sure. in, yes. One way or another. Yeah. Mets in. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cardinals, Cardinals in. Cardinals in. Brewers and Padres are the other teams. I think the why, Giants. Why are you are... down on the Phillies? Look, they're not consistent you... enough. Their they're, they're bullpen outside of Dominguez, to me, I, I don't feel like they have consistency. They can't close games. They're the worst team at holding a lead. I believe that San Francisco and Philadelphia both fall by the wayside. Wheeler, Nola. Terrific. Ranger I agree with you. Suarez gives you five good innings every time out. I know he doesn't get deep into games. He gives you five good innings every time out. I've, you get Harper back. I still think they're involved here. Okay. Well, let me tell you something. Here's how I know Mike doesn't believe in the Philadelphia Phillies. This guy will never make more than their first five bet on the Phillies games. If you believe in the Phillies that much in their bullpen, take a full nine inning game with no, them. I'm not going to deal with that. <laughs> no, no sure. I, I don't believe in many bullpens. I'll, <laughs> tell, you that. I'll tell you that right now. Truth. Uh, Frank, Truth. I want to talk a little bit about the Big Ten West. Because I think it's a really interesting division to handicap. So many of these divisions in the big conferences have heavy favorites. Um, not necessarily so in the Big Ten West. Wisconsin is your favorite to win the Big Ten. Now, this is to represent the West in the Big Ten title game at plus $1.75. I cannot for the life of me understand Nebraska being the second choice at plus two fifty. Minnesota 4-1, to Iowa 5-1, to Purdue 7-1. to How do you handicap the Big Ten West? Where's their value in this betting market? Yeah, I mean, you know me. If if I don't like my favorite team, if I don't like my alma mater, I'll tell you. I'll tell you to. I can't see Wisconsin not winning this division. I really, really? can't. Like, <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, Nebraska, really? Like, I know they added. They did add some, you know, but Scott Frost has not done anything there, and it's been what five years for him there, four years, whatever it's been. I don't really trust Nebraska. Minnesota's intriguing at four to one. I was always kind of spicy, and and they're five to one. Maybe there's a value there, but. I don't. Do you guys really buy either of these teams? I don't, and I, I buy, definitely don't buy Nebraska. I, I, buy, I buy Iowa. Minnesota. I buy <laughs> Iowa. Yeah, Iowa's fine. I mean, they're they're always what they are. They're they're basically Wisconsin. We're mirror images of each other. We're just a little bit better, and what? they're going to play good defense. They're going to run the ball. They're going to be disciplined. They're going to be a nice competitive team. But I don't buy them. I'm not sitting here being excited about Iowa. Minnesota's pretty good. Like I. I, I I don't love P.J. Fleck, but he does have that program going. They are competitive, all that kind of stuff. Why don't you and love P.J. Fleck? He's, I, yeah, I put he's him as one of the top why. three game managers in college football, Frank. Yeah, as a coach. He's, he's a very a good game manager. He's just, uh, just P.T. Barnum. And yeah. It just gets it, it annoys you after a while. This is the fan in me talking right now, the handicapper. Um, but, yes, they're, they're a good, solid program. But, I mean, Nebraska's a second favorite. No, I just am not buying that. I, I think if, if I could take a no on that, I definitely would because, no, not Nebraska. Frank, That's about the only thing I could say. Frank, we got 45 seconds. Here's the final question. Excluding the NFC West and the AFC South, give me a division winner in the NFL this year that's not the favorite. Eagles. Eagles. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I no, no question in my mind. I think Eagles are – I think they're very, very good. I've been writing these previews, and when I really dug into the Eagles, I'm like, this roster is Super Bowl ready. It really is. It's just a Jalen Hurts question, right? But I don't really hate Jalen Hurts. I think he could do some things the way they want to play, the way they've had him play. And A.J. Brown's going to make him better. Devontae Smith is going to be better. Dallas Goddard's good to throw to. The Eagles are a really, really good football team. I, I think that the Eagles, I'm not even kidding. I, I'll play a little bit on them to win a Super Bowl. That's how good I think they could be. Yeah, it's just a Jalen Hurts question. That's like asking Mrs. Lincoln. Other than that, how did you enjoy the play? (laughs) Thank you for your time, Frank. We always appreciate it on Wednesdays. Appreciate it, guys. See you. (laughs) Come back. Odds on. We got more tennis for you.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN summer special is still here. For only $19, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now through the end of the month. Sign up today. Adam Burke every day on Major League Baseball. Michael Lombardi and helps preview the NFL coming season. And articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. Wes Reynolds, I think, on an eight-tournament winning streak from long shots. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email every day, 9 a.m. Pacific time, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, which comes out today on Wednesdays, use of all our betting tools, including the betting splits page, and a video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 through July 31st. Sign up now at vsin.com slash summer. Welcome back in. Two odds on. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. Reminds me, our old friend Tom Viola, who used to produce our show, My Guys in the Desert, when we did it with Brent, um, just uh, messaged me. Nigel Seeley, a premier soccer handicapper, very well known, has appeared on this network, uh, Pat McAfee show. He's flying in from London. He's in the air right now. Lands around 7 p.m. tonight. He's going to do a betting seminar, specifically previewing the English Premier League season here in the book. 10 to 11 Friday morning. You can message me on Twitter or email me if you want uh, preferred seating. We're going to work on live streaming it out as well as we know everybody can't get to Vegas for that. And then 10 to 11, and then he's going to be on our show Friday as well to talk soccer, uh, EPL, and other. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Very knowledgeable. And if you have an opportunity to get down here, that'll be fantastic. All right, Amal. Uh, We're in the midst of tennis. Tennis and soccer. There's some soccer going on right now. I want to continue on with uh, some of these matchups going on now in the, in the tournaments, and then we'll talk a little U.S. Open. Uh, Palermo, Elisabetta mm-hmm. uh, Concioretto taking on Caroline Garcia, the bionic woman. <laughs> Caroline Garcia has won eight of her last ten matches, including that Wimbledon uh, preview that she won on the grass there in England leading up to it. She's a $1.80 favorite. Uh, take back $1.35 on Concioretto. 
Yeah, I uh, like uh, Garcia here. She beat her last year at this tournament, uh, 7-6-6-2. Garcia's really starting to play well. Remember, she was number four in the world a few years ago, kind of lost her footing, was major issues with double faults, but really getting things turned around, heading in the right direction. All right, Hamburg with the men. Mm-hmm. Fabio Fognini mm-hmm. against Karen Kachinoff. Kachinoff, $1.85, take back $1.40 on Fognini. Yeah, Fabio's really had a rough year. Um, I'm not a big hatch guy. I, I don't want to take this match either way. Uh, I can make an argument for either side, but I would stay from uh, stay away from it from my perspective. Aslan Karetsev yeah. against uh, Ala Galan. Yeah, Saying the, it right? Yeah, the, the Colombian, yes. yes. Um, Karetsev is $1.65 a mall. Yeah, you could go either way here. Galan on the, on the uh, clay courts can be very tough. Karatsev has had a rough season. Last year he had a tremendous year, but he's kind of fallen back to who he was before that. So uh, another tough one here. I think the one thing in tennis is you could take, if you parlay some of these guys. What's the surface here in Hamburg? This is all clay right now. This is all clay, and then we'll uh, switch to the United States. Uh, because a lot of the European players, Britain just asked me why they are playing clay right now, because obviously Grand Slam coming up next is hardcore, because the rest of the year will pretty much be hardcore and indoor hardcore after we get to August 1st. So you're seeing the end of the clay courts. How, how much of a difference is indoor hardcore to, to outdoor hardcore? Not uh, not that much of a difference, but some players, for whatever reason, perform better on the indoor hardcore surfaces. Um, but you don't have a ton of that until you get towards the wintertime and you go back to uh, to Austria and things like that. Last one from Hamburg. Carlos Alcaraz mm-hmm. uh, barely got by yesterday, taking on Philippe Krajinovic. Yeah. Alcaraz nearly a $5 favorite here, Mal. Yeah, Krajinovic to me is not a bad player. Been inconsistent, but a solid player. Uh, the Serb, uh, I think he'll have his hands full here. Uh, I, I think he could pull off an upset, but on clay, you would have to favor Alcaraz. What's Alcaraz's best surface? Clay. Okay, uh, Gestad, now mm-hmm. switching to this next tournament. Nicholas Jari against Yannick Hanfman. Yari, $1.50 favorite. Yeah, I, I like this kid a lot from Chile. He's dealt with some injuries along the way, but he can be dangerous on the clay courts here. Um, uh, Halfman, uh, to me, was a little bit surprised that he got through his last match. Uh, he knocked off Christian Garin in straight sets. So I think uh, Nicholas Yari here is a, is a pretty good shot. Here. What's the difference between Laszlo and Nicholas? What's the, the connection, the Yaris? The uh, spelling, D-J-E-R-E. Albert, I bet this now here. I have this in a parlay. I have... Ramos Vinolas, who yeah. almost beat at the French, who almost beat Alcaraz. He's a $2.90 favorite against Dominic Sticker. Yeah, Stricker here. Uh, guy's a big server for, for, a, uh, for a young Swiss who's been inconsistent, but I, I'm with you. ARV on the, uh, on the clay courts. Too experienced, too good. Uh, Albert Ramos Vinolas should be able to roll through here. Richard Gasquet against Matteo Berrettini. Berrettini, $4.00. Yeah, I'm not surprised, but I wouldn't lay this price here with the health. I'm a little bit concerned with Berrettini. Remember, he came off of COVID, hasn't played in a little bit. Um, just sometimes the players have been affected by post-COVID, uh, not necessarily being up to speed from an endurance standpoint. Gasquet, just age becoming a factor now. This guy's won 15 tournaments on tours, had a tremendous career. Uh, but if, you're, if you say you had to bet it, I would look at the dog here just simply because you're getting such a high price. Pedro Martinez, his pitching days long since <laughs> gone by, taking on Elias Weimer, dollar sixty on Martinez. Yeah, I, I like Yammer here. Um, Martinez is inconsistent. Too. Now, yeah, it's his brother. Related? Yeah, yeah, both oh, are Swedes. Both, that's his so brother. Much. Yeah. No. Um, I, I would go with Yammer here in this one uh, against uh, Martinez. You, you know, take Mar- the dog here. Yeah, I would. Um, I like Martinez, but he's inconsistent. Yammer can get that to everything, just doesn't have the power to knock you off the court. Okay. Um, Couple of thousand level events you said before we get to the U.S. Open. Yeah. I want to take a look at current U.S. Open odds. I saw it was announced that Osaka will be back in August yeah. yesterday, so she'll be playing in the Open. I know you think Iga Sviatek is much too cheap at two fifty for a favorite. Your second, well, especially on the women's side. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that she's this is too short of a price. Yeah, for her. But hardcore a better surface for her than grass in Wimbledon. Yes, and why is it? Just, uh, you know, look, grass, a lot of it is uh, summit serving. It's not the same speed it used to be at one point in time, but I think when you look at her, her ability, it gives you the chance to run down balls. And remember, on, on hard courts, you get better bounces. On the grass truer court, bounces. yeah, truer bounces, yeah. Like your word there, you absolutely do get truer bounces. But I think the women's side becomes much more open on the hard court. I, I, I like this. This is going to be a great competition. Naomi Osaka is the second choice at 9-1, to one, Amal. Um. 
Well, it's pretty good odds on a player of her caliber. Um, I, I just don't know if she's going to be able to put it together for seven seven matches in a row, though. How many Grand Slams has she won? Four. Two, two in Australia and two in, uh, in the U.S. Open. Coco Goff is 12-1, to 1, and so is Alina Ravakina, the Wimbledon winner, both 12-1. to 1. I, I tell you what, pay attention to Ravakina yeah. because I think winning a Grand Slam changes how you look at your ability. And I think now it gives her more confidence. Tremendous server, big player, can hit on the hard courts, really going to be able to roll through the first couple of rounds. And then as you get up that pyramid, it'll be interesting to see. But I don't think she's a bad play at 12-1. to 1. Could she emerge as the next great champion in women's tennis? There's a vacuum right now. The yeah. best player retired, and Osaka's in and out, and got you know things going on in her life. There really is a vacuum. I, I would who, agree with you there. Who, I'm going to give you this. Over the next four years, yeah. who will win the most women's majors? And I give you these choices. Sviatek, Osaka, Goff, Halep, Rebekina. I would or, someone, or someone that I didn't list. Yeah, I would eliminate Halep simply because age? of age. Okay. Yeah, um, probably I go with Iga. Um, she's going to win the French every year. Yeah, she's going <laughs> to she's going to dominate. But you know, Krejcikova, remember she's mm -hmm. very capable. She was injured this year, so that she's was twenty to one. Yeah. She's twenty to one. I, I don't yeah. like her on the hard court here, but um, I'll tell you who's really played well, but been affected by COVID. Hasn't played as well as she did last year. Is Annette Contevate at twenty five to one? She's very capable. Madison Keys has been highly inconsistent, but 20 to 1. Madison Keys, remember, got to a U.S. Open final, lost to Sloan Stevens. Um, again, a lot of these players have been affected by health. Danielle Collins dealing with injuries. She had surgery um, last year, has not fully recovered and been at the level. She's capable of making a Grand Slam run here at the U.S. Open. After week one in, the, in Wimbledon, Chris mm -hmm. Everett said that Ans Jabour should have been the favorite there. Great right? call by Chris, yeah. She was the favorite in the final. She yeah. won the first set she lost. Is this a good price on her in the hard courts and, and flushing at 14 to 1? She's very capable. Uh, I would say she'd be probably closer to 20 to 1, but she's capable. Look, I don't think on this women's tournament at the U.S. Open, uh -huh. if you picked how, you know, in golf, they picked 10 golfers. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.